Talk lines open now at 247-2000. Hey, 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 and welcome in to Earth City Forum. I am your host, Zach Layton. We got a, uh, a twofer, a double feature today. We got a some friends here from the museum we're here to talk about some events and then we're gonna we're gonna cut over to a little change of pace from what we've been doing normally so before we get into all of that hello good morning good morning zach good morning, yes. good morning. thanks for for joining me we have erica and marnie from the uh Ketchikan Museum Soci- Society. <laughs> just Ketchikan Museums. We are just, very social, but yeah, yes. just Ketchikan Museums. There's yes. the uh, Tongass Historical Society. Ah, that's where the that's, conflation. Yeah. There's what I, I knew there was society in there somewhere. <laughs> that was part. That was part of it. So yeah, thanks for coming in to uh, talk about some fun happenings you got going on this week. You know, we had the, of course, you know, always that first Thursday Museum Midday, but we have a special event tonight, right? We do, we do, and uh, I think uh, Tori was here yesterday she was and she was was very fabulous to kind of get to know her that was like a deep dive into like who is Torres <laughs> yeah more Fantastic. more than that but yeah I'd love to hear more about the uh the event at the the Totem, Totem Heritage, Heritage Center. Center. Yep. Center. Thank we're you. we're yeah. super excited to host Toro. We don't often uh, do things like this, but we'd really like to do more. And mm-hmm. so it was so nice to have Tora uh, reach out to us and say, "Hey, I would love to do a performance at the uh, Totem Heritage Center." And <laughs> yeah, and we <laughs> were love, like, "Fantastic!" We love it anytime there's there's you know music or we've had people come and drum or dance. You know things like that just really. Um, I think the space was made for it and, Abs- yes. and needs more of Absolutely. it. So uh, we're really excited to be uh, hosting this performance by Tora Zamora tonight at the Totem Heritage Center. And, and what time can they join us there, Marnie? They can join us. The event starts at 6 o'clock. So uh, the event is from 6 to 7 p.m. Um, we'll be open, uh, you know, 1 to basically 7 today. Right. So they can swing by any time. Um, it is free for anyone who would like to join us, and uh, this this event is an evening of music in Smoliak, the Simsian language mm-hmm. that I just pronounced horribly, so I apologize. <laughs> um, but sorry, it's, Tora. <laughs> yes, <yeah>, sorry. <laughs> um, but it's uh, inspired by I think traditional stories and mm-hmm. the Tongas. So um, I I'm very very much looking forward to it. So we hope. Lots of people come out and join us. Yeah, and if you listen to the show yesterday or if you go to catchcanradio.com, you can uh, stream that soon. But she was talking about how she's going to be playing some music that she learned in the language and then also some original songs that she's composed or mm-hmm. written specifically. So I think it's a really good opportunity to, A, see the space. You know, she was talking to There's a lot of people who have lived here their whole lives and have never been to the Totem Heritage Center. Like, how, how could you do that? We do hear that, and it, it kind of shocks me. But, yes, we're, uh, we're always free and open to locals. So, um, yeah, we hope to see lots of people. Yeah, so go out to the Totem Heritage Center and, you know, just go and, go and explore. But also, you know, go see Tora tonight at, from 6 to 7 and uh, stay after. Are there going to be refreshments Maybe hmm. not. That's a uh, to be determined. <laughs> yeah, but put you on the spot. <laughs> Are you gonna feed us? It's, so uh, you know, museums get a little uh, weird about 
food and beverages in exhibit mm. areas. And, so. and we're worried about that too. So yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, definitely, uh, you know, swing by a little early and take a look around. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done, um, slowly but surely, we've been making updates in the exhibits and uh, trying to update panels. And uh, we've got mm-hmm. a new a new exhibit case as of uh, this past fall. And so, yeah, definitely um, make some time to check out the exhibit before the event if you if you can. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite things is uh, either facility. So either if you're visiting the Totem Heritage Center or the Tonga's Historical Museum is there's always things changing. Mm-hmm. You know, for all that we have, a you know, a, a, the Catch a Can Is exhibit at the Tonga's Historical Museum, which is more or less kind of our permanent exhibit. Um, things go off display, come on display. Um, you know, we're very mindful of how long something has, you know, been exposed to the light and the elements and that sort of thing. Um, so things are frequently kind of changed out. And it's really cool to see some of those other stories kind of um, explored. Uh, and of course, we always have our featured exhibit. And uh, this year, uh, we have to do a, a, a post uh Post shout out for all of the help that we had. Um, this last weekend, we had more than 300 people, I think, come out for our family fun day. Oh, wow. Uh, at the Tongas Historical Amazing. Museum. Amazing. Yeah, so we were uh, really enjoying celebrating dinosaurs and the prehistoric mm-hmm. and, of course, Ray Troll's work. But we had a lot of help to have that done. And we really want to give a thanks to our volunteers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ellen and Rachel, thank you so much. We couldn't have done it without you. And uh, to all the parents of the kids with, you know, four or five face tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty cool to see, uh, you know, a kid come by with an ammonite on either cheek, you know, yeah. kind of wandering the exhibit. Um, but really exploring and learning along, and that's really our aim there, whether it's programs for kids or things that we do for more of the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's our aim tomorrow. So um, another free fun program is our museum middays, which, as you mentioned, are the first Thursday of every month. Mm. Uh, so Put it on the calendar. I know, right? That's <laughs> That's 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 tomorrow. Um, so tomorrow <laughs> at noon, uh, we're really excited to be learning more um, Peace Health Medical Ketchikan. Uh, they have been celebrating their 100 years uh, mm-hmm. here in Ketchikan, serving the community. Oh, it's mm-hmm. like a lot of the I, I really applaud the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people, you know, you see them celebrate like it's our 50th or 100th. Yeah. They're really embracing it. And they've really kind of looked back into our own archives, mm-hmm. into their own material to see kind of those stories of impact mm-hmm. and uh, you know, what are some of those uh, hallmark dates and things that we should be commemorating? Um, and so they've been celebrating. We really want to, you know, um, be a platform for them to share more. Um, if you haven't caught it yet, uh, they partnered with KPU to film a, a wonderful little like nine minute documentary. Um, so we'll be showing that as well as kind of expanding on some of the other stories and things that have been discovered. Um, and all of that, they've been, you know, commemorating the 100 years and that impact. Uh, it'll be culminating in August with a community barbecue. So, oh, yeah, we'll make certain to link um, we've been doing a couple of different posts and things that we've kind of been sharing, you know, photos and things that they also, you know, have been exhibiting. Um, so we'll make certain to share that along with the um, special website that's been built for uh, Peace Health Ketchikan and celebrating that. So 1923 to 2023. <laughs> uh, so if you would like to learn more or just, you know, kind of share in that sense of community, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the hospital and medical care is something that we always need and always is a necessity. And it's always yeah. kind of 
in your life, at least on the periphery. And yeah, it's hopefully really, more than more, more, more so than, than less, a, uh, less so than more. Maybe. Yeah. Until you need them. Until you um, need them. Yeah. And that's really kind of a, a reflection of our community too, mm-hmm. is just how we come together. So we're really excited to have that. So um, that museum midday will be tomorrow at noon at the Tonkas Historical Museum. And it's also free. So um, all these programs are love things it. you can come out to. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, something to do tonight, something to do tomorrow. Absolutely. Get you into the weekend healthy and happy. <laughs> yes. Fulfill your spirit a little bit with Torah tonight and all of those things. And so people can always go onto your social media, right? Or they can go to your website. Correct. Um, yes. Ketchikan Museums, uh, we're on YouTube and oh. Instagram. And then uh, each of the separate facilities, both the Tongass Historical Museum and the Totem Heritage Center, mm-hmm. have their own Facebook pages. So, um, yeah. So definitely um, you can follow those find out what we're doing mm-hmm. um and uh our past museum middays most of them mm-hmm. uh are up on our youtube mm. so you can kind of see what you've missed yeah if, if you Catch uh up. yeah for 2020 kind of forward so uh we've, we've got some ones that were before that so we've had mm. requests of like well what about this one i attended in 2019 it's like mm-hmm. well with things that have been recorded we're attempting <laughs> to get up there so yeah if there's a we're desire to see more we'll get more up there for sure yeah um, Maybe do some throwback Thursday. Oh, yeah. Some old footage, yes. like some archival stuff. That would be kind of fun exactly. content for you. you know, not to be your curator of content over oh, here. No, you know. Oh, no. Zach's got a point there. Yeah. yeah there's not a lot of interest. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, both uh, the Tongass Historical Museum and the Totem Heritage Center. Uh, right now, we're open Tuesday through Saturday, mm-hmm. 1 to 5. Uh, we will be switching to summer hours, mm-hmm. um, I think May 2nd. And that'll be 8 okay. to 5 daily. Um, So, yeah, and that's, uh, like I said, always free to locals and your guests. And, um, yeah, we hope to see hope to see you all there. If anyone, um, we are hiring both tour guides Mm. and uh, which is a seasonal position that can be full time or part time um, or a 30 hour a week um, year round round museum attendant. So those are two positions. If anybody's got any interest, let us know. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you. You both took my segues from me, which means we're just on the same page. This <laughs> it works, I was about to ask you summer hours. I was going to say, oh, recap. Yes. You know the Rachel thing. I love when that. I love when that happens. When I, I can just stand here and enjoy the conversation. We'll, we'll keep it going. But yeah, no, uh, it's a great time to come out and see us. Uh, whether you've gone and you were there with us last weekend, and you just kind of want of a slower pace of seeing the Rachel, the cruise, and the fossil coastline exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't do either of those things, you know, visit us online at KetchikanMuseums.org. Uh, we've got some great content in our virtual exhibits. Mm. Um, you know, you can check out the YouTube and some of the other programming. Uh, and of course, nothing replaces uh, our joy of seeing people come in the doors mm-hmm. and kind of interact with us as well. So I uh, hope to see you tonight uh, at 6 with Tora Zamora at the Totem Heritage Center or any time, um, you know, as we switch to our winter hours in May. So, yeah, Summer that's always fun. Yeah. Oh, winter? Summer. Summer, winter, <laughs> fall, spring. Yes. Where are we at? Yeah, I don't know. You look together. outside and like it's 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 raining. Exactly. It's, it's sketchy can. <laughs> Everything kind of bleeds together. Well, Erica and Marnie, thank you so much for stopping in, and we'll have to have you back soon and talk more about the uh, cruising the fossil coastline. Kind of a recap because we had Ray Troll in here to kind of talk about before it launched, Correct. but then like let's hear more about like how it's been, what's well, the reaction been. Yeah, and we can we can put Zach on the spot. Have you been out to see the exhibit yet? <sighs> 
pulls pulls collar on <laughs> yes. shirt. No, okay, the, well, uh, we know it has to happen between now and next time. Is yes, we're going to get Zach out there? Definitely, definitely. I know that's something uh, we were taking advantage of the nice weather last weekend. My mm-hmm. wife and I and our little one. So, and as you can imagine, it's difficult to get out oh, yeah. and do things with the with the wee little babe. She'll be five months on Sunday. Crazy. Oh my gosh! I know. Like, <laughs> flies by. So we had uh, we had one little kid uh, last weekend who asked if they could live there. So it's a good <laughs> exhibit if the kids want to live there. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, definitely check it out if you have the time. Awesome. Well, we are going to take a short break and be back with a completely different topic. So please stay tuned. But Erica and Marnie, thank you so much for coming on. We'll thank have you, you back soon. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the second half of the show. And we are back with more First City Forum here on KTKN and streaming on catchacanradio.com. So I know it's hard to believe if you look outside right now or if you are outside and you can see this rain, but summer is right around the corner. We are counting down the days until the season, but I don't know about you, but myself personally, I'm going on a trip to Hawaii this summer and I want to be looking good. And so I thought it would be good for us to have my friend Mike Sweatman. Sweatnum? Sweatnum. Sweatnum. Excuse me. You can call it Sweatman, though, if that helps you remember. Sweatman. Like, you're the man that makes me sweat at the gym. So Mike is a a friend, and he is a personal trainer. You might have seen him wearing his Georgia Bulldogs. It's a good time to be a Bulldogs fan at the rec center. And I thought I'd have him on today to talk about fitness and getting fit and some some things like that, and just health. So, how you doing, Mike? I'm pretty good, pretty good. I'm, I'm bringing my sunshine with me today. There we go. I like that attitude. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, before we get into anything, like, related to fitness or anything like that, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Like, how did you come to be here? I mean, we can, we can hear, you can all hear, Mike is obviously not from here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, just your background with, with, Anything you want to tell us and share that's, you know, about your life or how you got into fitness and personal training and all that kind of, all that jazz? Well, how, how long do we got? We got all the time <laughs> we need, my friend. We got like 40 minutes here. Yeah, well, I won't get into too many rabbit holes, but um, essentially, man, I've liked working out ever since I felt my muscles contract. <laughs> and I come up in a time of, you know, the show muscle world and things mm-hmm. like that and... I found that it definitely helped my self-esteem as I grew up, and um, essentially I just felt like I could be good at doing it because I liked doing it so Mm -hmm. much, and kind of went down the path of trying to become a personal trainer and what it would take to become a personal trainer, and Mm -hmm. once I got into the door of it, I realized that I could help people Mm. at the same time as I was helping myself and get paid for it, Mm -hmm. so... um, that's always good to trifecta yeah um (laughs) i joined the military and right after the military in the military i got into actually training people for the prt so that's a physical readiness readiness Mm -hmm. test and um once i got out i just wanted to continue that passion of just working out and helping people work out so i went and got another certification and from there on out i just really tried to keep blossoming into a better trainer as I, as I, you know, Mm -hmm. grew into it and whatnot, but it, I never thought it would bring me to Alaska. That's for sure. No. 
Well, uh, thank you for your service. Absolutely, first of, all, of course. And uh, yeah, I know it's this is this is a place I think a lot of people end up here for work or they end up here. You know, life just kind of the wind blows us here. Yeah. Right. Like I've been blown here twice now, and uh, you know, there's so much to do here. There's a lot more potential than I think people think. You know, people come here every every year on a cruise, and they, you know, they go see the, the lumberjack show, or they go do a tour or whatnot, and they don't realize that we, you know, we live here. This mm-hmm. is our home, and you know, they they see the rec center, they go there, and they use you know use the facilities, you know, while they're in town. But you know, that's our gym. That's mm-hmm. where we that's where we work out. Like that's how Absolutely. that's where we go. So how did you, uh, you know, end up? You said you never saw yourself in Alaska, but how did you end up here? Well, I don't think everybody, whoever sees Alaska, sees themselves in Alaska at some point. I feel like it mm. is that it's a force that pulls a lot of people towards it, but we don't ever feel like we could stay, mm-hmm. especially if you've ever endured a winter. But <laughs> I had a buddy that was living up here, and I was getting out of the military, so he had always talked about how nice, um, nice it all was. So. I just booked a one way. I was kind of going through some things at that time so I could just get away if I needed to. So I did. And it was just so surprising of how many people were into fitness things. And I guess you just, it makes sense now because it's not that nice out for a great period Mm -hmm. of the year. And being inside is really all we have to look forward to in so many ways unless Mm -hmm. you really like to get after it in the cold and have the gear for it Mm -hmm. so you know being indoors and being in the gyms is kind of the thing to do um Mm -hmm. i was in anchorage for my first nine years so i've only been in ketchikan for about this is our third year now oh wow okay i was super thankful and i think it's one of the saving graces of why i actually did stay um, or wanted to stay because it, we came down here for my wife's job mm. and I was just super thankful for the rec center you mm-hmm. know not only do they have plenty of equipment and enough space but they also have the sauna and the pool mm-hmm. and you know that really makes a big difference for community for sure absolutely yeah I mean just having child care having the pool like you said they have a lot of after school they have a lot of host a lot of things like the basketball tournament, mm-hmm. pickleball, and dodgeball. Yep. I was watching an interesting video today about how uh, people who play racket sports live longer oh, I bet. than people who don't play racket sports because it, it strengthens the body and the brain, you know, the table tennis and pickleball and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, vital, vital to the it's community. It's that footwork. That footwork. Agility, speed, agility, quickness. That's right. It <laughs> is that. I mean, that's really what anybody should strive for is the ability to move their feet faster because mm-hmm. – I don't think a lot of when we think of somebody falling a lot of times they're just like, oh well they were just frail or and that could be the case but a lot of times it's because they can't get their feet back from under them mm-hmm. when they do trip up a little bit so they continue to fall rather than catch themselves falling mm-hmm. in a sport like pickleball or any racquetballs where you have to move laterally it's, mm-hmm. it's the holy grail of you being able to move your feet you know, mm-hmm. because obviously if you can't, you'd just be falling over as you play pickleball all the time. And if you go over there, you can see a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, getting after it. 
Mm-hmm. And that's always nice to have a community within a community because mm. pickleball is growing huge. huge. I love racket sports, so I don't, I haven't got into. I played pickleball a couple of times. I have to be real careful because <laughs> I'll grin. get I'll be over there every day, you know, trying to play. And I got <laughs> get <laughs> I have other. I have to focus on my other goals, you know. <laughs> that's funny, man. So you brought up a good point there, uh, which is a nice segue into what we're going to talk about is functional training right like training for something Mm -hmm. like basketball or swimming or pickleball versus like aesthetics training like bodybuilding or Mm -hmm. or something like that and then you kind of have things that are sort of in between like maybe powerlifting sort of falls in this weird kind of like in between because it's not athletic in a traditional sense like there's no there's no speed there's no like agility factor there's coordination certainly right Mm -hmm. but it's a little different you know when you go i don't know i go to the rec center to to lift at different times of the day and depending on when I'm there, there's different people working on different things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, give us a little breakdown of like your, your take on, you know, what somebody could or should be doing for themselves. Maybe if they're just like, what's, what's a good rule of thumb? If someone's just getting started. Like maybe they, they're like, this is the year I'm going to get in shape for the yeah, summer. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I don't like to say I, you should do anything. I mm. think it's just like the wind blows you to Alaska. The wind's going to blow you towards what you're interested in. Mm. I think if I could say it in uh, a couple short sentences or however you need to say it to get it across is that your training should be focused on specifics and your, the way you look should be a byproduct of that. Mm. And that way you're – going into the game without judging yourself versus Mm. your performance okay because your performance is what's going to make you feel like you're getting something done and that's going to make you feel good and as they Mm. say if you feel good you'll probably look good Mm -hmm. um so i think if you go any other way with it you're going to end up beating yourself up and causing more harm to your Mm. between the ears muscle than you have to you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good way of putting that of not ha- of having reasonable expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Setting setting smart goals for yourself, like not trying to be like, oh, I'm going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. at any point mm-hmm. in your life, right? Yeah, right, not, right. That's not achievable. Yeah, right. So, what what would be like a good, um, you know, achievable goal for someone? Like, let's say someone's listening and they're like. They're tired of their lifestyle and they want, they're going to start something new. Like maybe they saw some inspirational video mm-hmm. on YouTube or something. They came across, you know, like any, any of those things. And uh, like, what would be a good like starting point for someone? I think uh, the best starting point is to figure out where your attention needs to be. Mm. And if, if you can dial that in, in a minimal specific way, then you can build on to that. Mm. And that attention is, can just grow into whatever it needs to be. But if it's, if you don't have the attention to put in towards the work, it's going to be really tough for you to stay consistent mm-hmm. because you're always going to lose focus. Mm-hmm. And essentially that's what can be harmful for people who are finding things that are just on the internet because there's just so much, mm-hmm. I think, you know, so it's really it's tough. Overwhelming. To, yeah. It's like, you know, taking your dog to a dog park and everybody's throwing the ball and he doesn't know that it's you throwing the ball. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, no, only get that one, you know. So, <laughs> but you also have to figure out what you want to be attentive to. You mm-hmm. know, what do you want to put all your time in? And and really trying to figure out how you can maximize 
that too you know Mm -hmm. not spending say i have to be in the gym for an Mm -hmm. hour or i have to be doing uh, this arbitrary amount of reps and sets Mm -hmm. and different things like that you know yeah you know and you know i'm glad that you said that because even for myself a lot of times i don't even know if this ever happens to you but i'll be like oh i want something new Mm -hmm. right and I'll, i'll start to look and i'm like man how many people are are fitness influencers quote unquote right now it's unbelievable it's like this mm-hmm. this never ending forest of people and it's just like a new one is popping up yeah. every every day and it's like who do you who do you follow where do you go um so like that's a good point that you make of finding the the thing that you want mm-hmm. to focus on now you you use a word earlier that's my favorite word which is consistency and would you feel like, do you feel like that's the key to success here? Ultimately? Absolutely. Yep. And like, what, what do you, when you think of consistency, like how do you define that? Or like, what, what, what do you think would be like a good way to kind of lead someone on the path of like becoming more consistent? Cause I know that that can be difficult for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things are going to get in the way, but you have to set things in stone that you want for yourself. And that's mm-hmm. keeps coming back to that attention span of whatever that goal is. And if you if you if you're not set in your ways and stern about it, and something's always going to get in that get in the way of it, you know you mm-hmm. and we have a habit of putting things off and whatnot. So I think it it comes back to okay, what can I do no matter what on my worst day? Can I do ten squats mm-hmm. on my worst day? Can I walk one mile on my worst day? And then whatever builds from that. So let's say. Your best, better day would be, okay, I'm going to walk one mile and do three yoga poses. I'm going to mm-hmm. walk three miles and do such and such. And then on your best day ever, I'm going to run a mile. Mm. You know, so having tiers of that attention and where I can put it to keep me consistent, I never have the chance of basically skipping out on myself. Mm. Because people will skip out on themselves way more than they ever have for me. I mean, I've had... I've had so many clients that will come through and they always show up for me. Mm-hmm. But if you give them something to do on their own, it's really fickle sometimes mm-hmm. to, to see how they play that game. And mm-hmm. I, try to, I try to always create the space to where I'm certainly on your team, but I'm not, I'm not trying to be the cheerleader for any of this versus the coach towards how can you get it done on your own because the Mm -hmm. best thing that i could ever ever have is somebody that can be out on their own Mm -hmm. i don't want i don't want athletes coming through the door and relying on just me i want to know okay if i call out such and such exercises can you complete these tasks and then i know on your own you could be consistent you just have to you know get it done however you have to if Mm -hmm. you have to have my little voice in your head while you do it that's fine <laughs> but that's that's really the name of the game for me is to set people up for that type of consistency and let them keep the ball rolling on their own to teach them mm-hmm. <clears throat> not just like you said coach them educate them so mm-hmm. that they can be self-sufficient yep right now i know for a lot of people you know like i have a similar background to you in that i started lifting when i was much younger i want i was you know it's getting into dance more seriously and I Mm -hmm. wanted to supplement what I was doing in the studio. But I think a lot of times what happens is people 
don't have that background, right? Maybe they've never really, they did PE in school, they've gone to the gym a few times, or they've had an injury and that, that prevented them from being really active, or they just don't see the benefit, or they don't know the the form. So there's like a fear maybe involved, or there's a mm-hmm. hesitancy. And so, you know, that's where it can be difficult to even start, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where someone like you, like someone who's like a certified personal trainer can kind of fill that gap. Yep. Right. I'm just a roadmap. That's all I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a whatever your goals are. I've I've tried to dabble in so many things to better myself that I've got a big toolbox on pretty mm-hmm. much a lot of fitness things. So yeah. I just look at myself as I'm the map. This is where you want to go, mm-hmm. and I'm going to show you how to get there as fast as possible. Because mm-hmm. without a map, the person <laughs> with the map is always going to win the race. Mm-hmm. You know. Or, however you want to say that but basically you have to have some protocol of this is how i get from step one two to three and so on mm-hmm. yeah and i think you know a lot of times it's kind of like with a with a therapist right people go like well i don't have a problem like i don't need a therapist right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like oh well, i'm not trying to be a athlete i'm not trying to play professional sports i'm not trying to be a bodybuilder i don't need a personal trainer right mm-hmm. but that's that's not that's not like what you do right because you mm-hmm. have i've seen you there with clients who are young um who are older who are in the middle i've seen you with people who are very fit mm-hmm. and people who are like just starting on the first step so you can really get you can be at any point in the in your journey and benefit from working like even somebody who's been lifting for years can have you like help them with their form or something mm-hmm. right yeah, there's no, there's no end to it, really. I mean, you're definitely always going to have to keep learning. You know, that's really the black belt approach to mm-hmm. any any specific goal that you want or any kind of skill that you want to learn. Like, there's always going to be a little tweak mm-hmm. that you could make to make it better. I mean, and you hear this from these top-level athletes. Nobody's ever really satisfied anyhow, you know. So mm-hmm. how can I get just a little better? You know, you watch a fighter in the ring, and he goes in there, and you watch him, and he does a – what you think is perfect and flawless and then you listen to him talk about it at the end and he's he's basically coming up with scenarios that he can work on next Mm -hmm. and so the mind's never going to let you rest Mm -hmm. in that kind of way you know it's going to just keep spinning now i know for a lot of people it can be uh uh, money can be a factor Mm -hmm. right maybe they can't afford a personal trainer they can't afford to work one-on-one mm-hmm. with someone so let's just say that someone was like, like i said they really wanted to get in shape this summer so they can feel good about themselves but they can't really afford to work with you or someone like you one-on-one what would be a good in your opinion like a place that they could start like where could they go for resources <laughs> or what what could like what's what what's one thing that somebody could do for themselves to start their journey without having to like go and do a bunch of research and get overwhelmed by the cacophony of all the stuff. Hmm. Well, I'm going to say this because it's the truest thing that you're going to find in Alaska. Alaska provides, this is the land of plenty Mm. as they say. So if you're looking for fitness, just go off front street and take a right and you can (laughs) walk up these hills. You can get Mm. as free of a workout as you ever wanted. We've got all the trails that are free. Everything's really free. And I, I, I tell everybody, the holy grail of fitness is walking. Mm. When I studied in Italy, I did a culinary arts degree, and I got to study abroad over there. 
and I was a little worried. I was like, man, how am I going to get all this, eat all this pasta and all this yeah. gnocchi and all this good food and drink this <laughs> wine and stay in shape? But I just walked everywhere I went and actually came back lighter oh, than wow. I did before. And I'm, I mean, I still worked out and things like that as well. But, you know, I just noticed not only did it make me look a little better just by walking, but it also made me feel a lot better. And there's tons of studies on things mm-hmm. like that. So I think any free material that you can get on walking better, any free material that you get, can get on how to do interval training, um, mm-hmm. and then just figuring out a strength program that'll make you feel a lot lighter on your feet. Um, everything on the internet's free, you mm-hmm. know, but I, you got to be a little cautious of the everlasting switching approach of, okay, I've, I found this, I did it for a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. then I move on because the results that most people want, they're not going to happen as quick. I mean, there's, there's always a, a tough, sad look on people's face when they tell me what their goal is. And, and I have to give them a realistic answer mm-hmm. of, okay, if, if this is what you want, this is the timeline that I can kind of see you at. And I don't like to hold anybody back because at first I don't know anybody's drive. You know, I think mm-hmm. that, that always comes into play. But it's definitely, it, it has to be, it has to be a drive to where if you you've looked at the goals realistically online to where you can figure out what it needs to be and if that's the free thing that you want to go towards then do that for 16 to 18 weeks you know give yourself time to if you want to lose weight give yourself time to lose that weight if you want to get stronger give yourself time to get stronger mm-hmm. and then really stay after it even after that yeah and i think it's hard like you said because people want the uh the instagram version right you you double click on it and you like it and then your job is done right yeah you you click download or save and you have it forever and that's fitness doesn't work like that right Mm -hmm. health isn't like that it's it's a lifestyle change you know you said people you know get out there and walk you know there's like a there's not like a magic number of steps right Mm -hmm. it's like walk as much as you can, you know, maybe shoot for 10,000 at first. That might be too much for someone that's just starting out. And like you said, number of weeks, how long, like how many, how many weeks should someone stick? You know, cause I, I also see people get in a rut where they like, they just do the same workout for their whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I do three sets of 10 of bench press with yeah. this weight. I do this many squats with this weight and I walk this many laps of the track you know, clap hands, go home. Mm -hmm. Like how often should somebody be switching it up? I think they could switch it up every day if they wanted to. You're going to have to, you want to learn some main lifts and techniques, Mm -hmm. main things that could benefit your life, like a deadlift or lunges and squats or an overhead press or a bench press. Mm -hmm. A lot of different exercises are just geared towards what you're going to see in your daily daily life but constantly varied is the best approach because it's always mixing up how your body responds Mm -hmm. it's always mixing up the fun aspect of it Mm. to keep you not from getting into a rut but i think if 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 you're not doing that and you get in ruts you need to kind of question yourself why are you even doing it especially Mm. if you get to a place to where you're starting to hurt yourself because you're constantly doing the same thing over Mm. and over you see that a lot with my older dudes you know we like to keep that football workout that we got when we were a kid and it's just 
those things have evolved so mm-hmm. much since that time. Mm-hmm. And I think just the repetitive process, we don't, we just kind of look at our bodies like these machines mm-hmm. and they are, I mean, they are phenomenal machines, but there's wear and tear that comes involved mm-hmm. and you've got to really pay attention to your joints and the ligaments that surround all the muscles and all this connective stuff is what's going to start getting after it. And you won't be able to turn that little voice off that's telling you something's hurt once it's there, you know, and mm-hmm. there's, there's, it's tough to bounce back from that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I know, uh, it's, it's, I'm sure it can be deflating sometimes to a client cause you know, they come in, they think they're going to do bench press first, like right off Monday, mm-hmm. it's, you know, universal national chest day. Yeah. 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 Right. And then you come in there and you're like, no, we're going to do like band stuff with the band or we're going to stretch, we're going to do yoga poses. And it's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? I'm trying to get strong. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, you know, build muscle. And it's like you said, the connective tissue, if you, if you're, you know, your tendons and your ligaments can't take the strain mm-hmm. of doing the lift, then you can't do, maybe you'll do it once and then you're yeah. not going to do it again for, you know, however long. Well, the results don't come from the stress. You putting stress on your body is what's breaking it down, and you've got to give it time to rebuild. Just Mm -hmm. like anything, you've got to give it time to build up. So having a protocol of what we like to call active recovery days, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, could be a whole list of things, but, Mm -hmm. you know, hitting it hard with the weights is really important in my opinion, but then having the days after that be selective to you recovering from that mm-hmm. so you can bounce back and still be aggressive as you go. You know, we, we, we're not going to get very far by just beating yourself into the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what you think a lot of folks are doing online, but they probably have protocols for the days off that mm-hmm. you, that don't look as sexy as some of their other posts. <laughs> and so they might not get as many likes and so much algorithm play from a post like that but Mm -hmm. they probably are talking about how okay i hit it monday wednesday friday really hard but my tuesday and thursdays i just walk and baby myself and Mm -hmm. maybe go get some massage or something like that but and Mm -hmm. that's what's the fun part for me is finding that aggressive balance and that nice soft balance as well you know the yin Mm -hmm. and the yang towards it all because that's what you're going to find in life as well so yeah no absolutely uh and you're just making me think i like i said i'm looking for something i was kind of like trying to figure out the essential question that you asked at the at the top of this is you know like what 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 are you training for Mm -hmm. right and i've been asking myself that question because i don't have necessarily something specific that i'm training for right now and i was like i need something so in my journey, I had come across one where you uh, you only lift once every four days, mm-hmm. but you do really high intensity as far as weights and low rest time. And I was thinking, I you know, that conditioning in the back of my head was, no, I have to go to the gym every day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get strong. Like I have to go. Yeah, if I yeah, don't, yeah. what am I gonna do if I don't go? What do you mean every four days? What am I going to do on the other four days? Yeah. <laughs> and it was crazy, like paradigm shift mm-hmm. of, oh, I don't have to go yeah. every day to be to be fit. Like it's not, it's not necessary. Well, I don't think a lot of people understand that when you work out hard, you are adding stress to your body. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're getting rid of stress because of the hormone stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. But really you're adding stress that's why you're sore the next couple of days Mm -hmm. so having that break is going to balance that out Mm -hmm. and i think what 
if you could strive for anything, you know, just strive to be graceful, you mm. know, strive to move around the way that you would like to move. And that's, you know, it's funny, man, that we're in here doing this today, because when I first met you in the gym, I didn't know you at the time, but you would kind of do little dances between <laughs> your workouts. And and me 10 years ago, I'd be like, man, what's this dude, this guy over here doing in the gym, you know? But I'm at a place in my life now to where I'm like, oh, he's he gets it. He feels mm. his body wanting to move in a certain way, and he's not gonna, you know, jeopardize that feeling of movement for anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's that that to me is really what I like the most about seeing you work out, and then mm-hmm. when I see you and your wife dance, it's like, oh man, this is this is grace in motion, mm-hmm. you know, but. I think a lot of us have to get past that ego stage that mm-hmm. that because we we're raised into it. You know, I had to learn a lot of these lessons the hard way, mm. you know, and kind of hurt myself along the way and then figure out how to fix myself. And then you get mm-hmm. people that come through the door that they're, okay, this hurts because of such, such. And I'm like, oh, okay, you've just been squatting too much, you know, mm-hmm. or you've just been bench pressing too much or whatever the case may be or running too much. I mean, there's a lot of things that can get us into trouble when it comes to our bodies, but you know, to strive for that graceful effect mm. is it's the longevity piece that we're really looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. And that goes back to, you know, we started with the, the racket sports, right? Mm-hmm. Cause like, that's like, you're saying that it's going to help you with injury prevention, but it also is releasing that part of you that just wants to move. And that's what's, you know, I love teaching, um, adult dance or dance for adults who, maybe don't have dance background mm-hmm. because I can see them unlocking these potentials while they're doing it. Like it's amazing watching someone do uh, like for instance, tap, right. It's really fine motor movements of the ankle and the knee and the foot, right. Yeah. To, to make these sounds. And you see them going through the, the balance shift of being on the ball, shifting from the ball of the foot to the heel and back. You know, a lot of people look at it and just, it's, oh, it's fun, it's dance or whatever, but it's it's not only is it that, it's also, you know, in some ways an aerobic workout, but it's also that coordination, like you said, that gracefulness mm-hmm. that's going to carry over into just overall health and well-being, right? Yeah. How long can you walk on the beach and how long can you dance on the beach at night? That's my <laughs> goal for, for pretty much my, <laughs> my life and what I would hope for most people, if if they like the beach, you know, if they like, so. who doesn't like the beach? Especially You'd be surprised. <laughs> like today, I, I can see myself on a beach. You'd be surprised, man. Some folks love that cold, dark weather, man. Mm. You you try to um, you know get a smile out of them because the sun's coming out, and it's like I'd rather it be snowing. And you're like, well, you know, maybe that's true. To each to each their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then dovetailing off of that, because you know you're talking about. We've been talking about the exercise part. How how big is diet for you? And I know people, that's like, the, it's the D word. Like, you're not supposed to say diet. Like, we don't want to diet. But, yeah. you know, when, when we're talking about being healthy and we're being happy and, and, and walking, I like that one. How long can you walk and how long can you dance on the beach? You know, how, how, how much does diet play into that for you? It's the number one thing, hands mm-hmm. down. It won't be for so long, but then you'll realize, okay, if I have a measurable approach mm-hmm. and you don't meet that requirement, then what do you fix from there? Because mm-hmm. we will push ourselves through training. 
But if the nutrition isn't there, then you got to fix the nutrition. Mm -hmm. If the sleep isn't there, you're going to have to fix the sleep. Mm -hmm. So those two things alone are the are the number one priority from the get go. Mm -hmm. If pe if most folks would just change up their nutrition and their sleep patterns, they'll feel a lot better, mm -hmm. and they'll be able to probably perform and be much more consistent mm -hmm. because. You know, as the saying goes, motivation's fickle. And if you want more motivation, you need the right amount of sleep. I don't know mm -hmm. how much that is, but for most of us, it's six to eight hours. Mm -hmm. And you can get away with no sleep for so long. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, I often tell my younger um, athletes that if I want to make the other team suffer the most, the only thing I really have to do is feed them all the wrong stuff and don't let them sleep. Mm -hmm. And you'll beat them every time. So mm -hmm. if they get as much sleep as they need and they eat the right things, then mm -hmm. all the mechanics come into play and you're not just spinning your wheels. Mm -hmm. Because the last thing you want to do is just grind, 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 grind for nothing. So, you know, the nutrition's always going to be the main thing to take care of. And you're, you have to remember, if, if you're the machine, how are you feeding the machine? You know, I, I often use the gas analogy. If I tell you that gas is $10 over here mm -hmm. and I tell you gas is $5 down the street, you'll probably want to go to the $5 gas station first. But I'll say, wait, but somebody said that there's actual water in the gas and some of the cars aren't running anymore. Are you going to take the risk mm -hmm. to go get the cheaper gas or are you going to spend the extra time figuring out how I can pay for the gas that's over here that I know I'm not going to break down halfway through. Mm -hmm. So the nutrition approach is not easy in this country though. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole another rabbit hole, mm -hmm. you know, for, for maybe another talk. Next or, time. You know, we'll next go time. Down that now I will definitely <laughs> rant about most of this stuff, but you know, I think Alaskans, another reason why I like, being here is that people have a better approach to nutrition mm. here than they do in in some other ways that i've you know from where i'm from it's you know fried foods and mm -hmm. slap it on and put it together and we just love it you know but <laughs> here people are much more homegrown cautious mm. they they really don't like buying into the you know the big corporation stuff mm -hmm. and they want it to be local they want it to be fresh and don't let friends eat farm fish it's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, bumper yeah, stickers yeah. i've ever seen yeah, so yeah for sure <laughs> and i don't think a lot of people know you know what to do and what not to do when it comes to that because again there's just so much information out there that mm -hmm. mixes it all up one person's only eating meat and the other person's only eating mm -hmm. fats and then one guy says just eat skittles and you want to try out whichever one you want, but if if you really want to get into the best shape ever, just go back to eating like your ancestors or just mm -hmm. mimic a Mediterranean diet approach mm -hmm. and incorporating some fasting and things like that mm -hmm. to really kind of let your body regulate to what it's naturally supposed to be at without a lot of stuff that we've kind of created to you know, make things taste better and, mm -hmm. and kind of spend money on whatnot like that. Yeah, and you know... <clears throat> We talked. We were talking a lot about earlier about consistency, and uh, one of the one of the people that I like to follow from a fitness perspective, he likes to talk about the, the the best diet that you can do for yourself, or the best nutrition plan you can follow is the one that you will follow. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're doing macros or keto or intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. or if as long as you're eating, like you said, whole foods, 
you're you're doing your best to be conscientious of what you're doing and, and eating mindfully and it's and you're eating food that's nutritious and in in a way that you can do it consistently over time mm-hmm. that's going to be way more beneficial than trying to do something that's like a crash diet or like I'm going to lose a bunch of weight really fast and get really fit cuz yeah. what are you going to do on the other end of that yo-yo right oh you're going to gain that weight back and mm-hmm. it's there's plenty of examples of that i think the best approach for most people in the very beginning is learning how to count their macros mm. learning which products cause less inflammation mm. which products give you the most energy output for the mm. calorie and once you do that because counting your macros is going to allow you going to have to be meticulous about reading nutrition labels you're going to know how much how many calories are in an apple how much calories in one tablespoon of this one of that but once you go through say three months just study study counting your macros for three months put yourself on a 1500 to 2000 calorie limit and say i need this much protein this much fat this much carbohydrates and then learn where that comes from and then no matter where you go you'll always know what's on your plate because i can go to any restaurant and i can even eyeball if the rice isn't all there together i can say that's about a half a cup of rice 40 cal i mean 40 grams of carbohydrates and then my meats are such and such size and i've weighed it up and i've looked at it and i've seen it so many times that i know what i'm eating and now that gives you the opportunity to kind of sit back and take a breath like oh now i can Mm -hmm. enjoy my food because a lot of people don't get the chance to enjoy their food because they're so worried about Mm -hmm. how they look or am i doing this the right way and you have to put yourself into school for these things like Mm -hmm. Take four months and just learn, just like a semester, learn everything that you can about macros. And then nothing that you see will be oblivious to you. Because all, basically you could look at it like this, most oils are all the same calorie content by the Mm -hmm. tablespoon. Mm -hmm. Same thing with a certain size of a piece of fruit. It's Mm -hmm. only going to be a certain amount of carbohydrates. Same thing with meats. It's all about the same. If your hand is such and such size and that steak is that size, the same piece of chicken breast will be almost that amount of protein. But you've got to learn how that stuff looks or how it weighs or how it's measured for you to be kind of able to you know, know what you're eating. Because mm-hmm. most of us really don't really know what we are putting into our bodies. And mm-hmm. then we get to these crashy places in our day and they're like, oh, where's the energy? Mm-hmm. And then a host of other things happen, like drinking too much coffee, which mm-hmm. leads to less sleep. So now you got to bounce back from all that stuff the next day. So you're just constantly chasing this rabbit mm-hmm. of adrenaline and motivation versus feeding the machine and unlocking the full potential that your body can give you. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I like that. Like you said, teaching yourself, going through that, approaching it like you would, like college, like a take a, take a semester, take a do, take a take a, a gap year, yeah, and teach yourself about about nutrition. Because like you know, like we said before, there's so many resources out there to te- to teach you that, and it's all you know, you know, for better or for worse, it's all labeled and listed mm-hmm. on the back. I mean, there's no you know label on on an apple. But you can. We all have a computer in our pocket at all times. Yeah, we can use that tool for what. Yeah, it's there's meant to plenty be. of apps that'll do it for you, and you know they they've made a lot of changes to make it easier. You know, just recently in the past 
five, six years, they've had to change the nutrition labels because of included sugar. So a lot mm. of people don't understand what that means versus natural sugar. Mm-hmm. Some products have their own amount of sugar in there, which is okay. Mm-hmm. But when you see an included that's right up under the label where it says mm-hmm. added sugar, that means the company physically put in more sugar. Mm-hmm. And a good way to look at it is like this. If I get a Mountain Dew in front of you, mm-hmm. and a Mountain Dew's got 75 grams of included sugar, mm-hmm. that means they put the sugar in there. Mm-hmm. That's one teaspoon for every gram. So every gram, that'd be close to 75 teaspoons that you watch me put into water versus an apple which has say eight to ten grams of natural sugar those are the type of sugars that you can appreciate or your body will appreciate to some extent yeah and i think sugar like fat got really demonized for a while right Mm -hmm. sugar you know, you go, oh, that has a lot of, you know, saw, saw someone was like, oh, a recipe had bananas in it. And like, oh, well, bananas are high in sugar. And it's like, this is a recipe for something to help curb cravings for, like, candy. Yeah. You know, uh, one of my favorites right now is dates. Mm-hmm. Dates are, like, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I saw a recipe recently where you can make basically, a, it's not really, but it's basically a Snickers bar mm-hmm. out of a date with yep. peanuts and peanut butter and, and dark, you know, melted dark chocolate over a date. And you'd be surprised how much your that will satisfy that sweet if you have that sweet tooth, mm-hmm. because it's because your body doesn't know the difference between a table you know granulated sugar and the sugar in the date, but it knows how much it's getting, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on really quick is uh, how do you feel about supplements, and are there any supplements that you feel like people absolutely should a we'll do we'll do it this way. A should absolutely be taking for sure, and then supplements people should absolutely avoid. Well, for Alaskans, definitely you'd want some vitamin D mm-hmm. for sure. So, I always supplements are essentially your nutrition. So it has to start with protein, fats, and carbs. Mm-hmm. It has to start there, and then you you want to kind of figure out what needs to be added that you might be missing. So if you know that magnesium helps you sleep, Mm. you'll get better sleep if you're taking a proper magnesium supplement. Mm. If you know that I need vitamins, then if you take a multivitamin, you're getting an extra amount of vitamins if your diet doesn't have a lot of vitamins in it. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of go through the rabbit hole after the vitamin D from there. But if I'm looking for supplements, most of the time I'd recommend anything that causes less inflammation Mm. and more brain health, Mm. like fish oil, vitamin Mm -hmm. D, multivitamins, magnesiums. Those those are the things that your body is actually going to help. It's going to help your body run more efficiently. Mm -hmm. I saw uh, recently there's a couple of studies that creatine – Mm-hmm. is actually a good supplement for yep. brain health. I think a lot of people just think of that as like uh, something that bodybuilders take to mm-hmm. be to mm-hmm. be more muscular, but it, it can actually help with bone density and cognitive function and memory. Yep. Uh, and so uh, I don't know. How do you feel about creatine? I feel like this is probably the next one that I would recommend people taking, but there's a little bit more to a, a supplement like that when it comes to loading and mm. backing off. So you can't just constantly be on a 
creatine product, you have to kind of cycle it on and off mm. so it'll your body will keep uptaking it to its proper amount. But the ones that I listed before really are all just oils and hormones that are already in your body. So mm-hmm. everything that you get from a vitamin D or a fish oil is really already there. It just kind of amplifies those systems versus Mm -hmm. giving you more because creatine essentially gives you more bang for your buck so Mm -hmm. you're going to get more energy output from your brain and your body Mm -hmm. from a creatine supplement but you'd want to know how to cycle that on and off so you can constantly get the same results and not be kind of peeing out your money Yeah, I know it's hard too, especially you know, like it's been the theme of the show. There's so much out there. You go and you look up supplements. You go on Amazon. You look up whey protein powder. Mm-hmm. You look up creatine. You look up multivitamin. You look up any of these things, and there's an seemingly infinite, infinite number of brands. Yeah. And you know, there's diphosphate and monohydrate and isolate yeah. and concentrate and it's like all these these different things like bombarding and i think that's why like what you said before so important it's like focus on your your nutrition first right like from your food mm-hmm. and supplement maybe later unless you have those things that you need because it's like that it's so there's so much yeah, right. and you have to remember that these people want your money. Mm-hmm. The, the, the fitness, the health industry is a billion-to-billion-dollar business. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of – and anybody can start us. Me and you could start a supplement company of creatine mm-hmm. right now. All we got to do is order a bunch, put it in a bottle, and ship it out. The FDA is not going to care about mm-hmm. a lot of those things. So it's – you you have to figure out which sources have done the work for you. You know, I think it's smart to kind of try to stand on the shoulders of people who have already done the work for you mm-hmm. and put in the science and show you that it's actually a benefit versus just a hopeful guess. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody like Dr. Andrew Huberman with Huberman Podcast, I mean, Love he Huberman. he does, yeah. he's done all the hard work for you. If you can mm-hmm. figure out how to listen to a three-hour podcast, just go look up almost any of these things that we've covered He's already covered it, but it's also backed by a ton of studies. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really would, I like to see how has this been proven. Mm -hmm. Not just, oh, let me go buy this because this must work. Mm -hmm. You know, and when it comes to supplements, I think a lot of us want the supplement to do the work for you. You know, Mm because you see things like fat burners or Mm -hmm. whatever might be on the shelf that's, you know, the body image. Again, it always comes back Mm -hmm. around to people... They, they'll take your money. If you're not okay with yourself, mm-hmm. they will take your money all day long. And, it, and some of those things can be causing more harm than good versus you just really knowing what you need to be eating and the type of workouts that you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, that's a really good point that they're, they're kind of, again, it's another rabbit hole we could go down. They prey on the insecurities. Well, it's not even masses. that, man. People want to, people, that, the, anybody that's selling those kind of things is probably in the mindset that they're doing good. So mm-hmm. it's not really that. It's you, if, if somebody is vulnerable to it, it's their fault. It's mm-hmm. not, McDonald's is right down the street. If, <laughs> if I want to go to McDonald's, I could, but, yeah. you know, the, it's always a choice. Mm-hmm. If I know about such and such product and what gets put mm-hmm. into it, then I know why I should re- probably stay away from something like that but that doesn't mean that 
it's always bad, mm-hmm. you know, but that, and that's like, it is definitely, <laughs> nutrition is a tough one because there's a lot of things that go in, there's a lot of moving parts, you know, and it's mm-hmm. tough to try to say, this is good, this is bad. I think it's just looking at the studies of what things cause inflammation, what things cause you to gain weight. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people do not know that fruit juice is one of the worst things you can have Mm -hmm. if you're trying to lose weight. Now for an athlete, certain sugars can be okay after you get done working out, like Mm -hmm. immediately afterwards. Yeah. But drinking fruit juice in the morning and drinking fruit juice at night has been shown in studies to just put on a host of weight Mm -hmm. and really interrupt insulin responses and which is causing you know most of the the diabetes anyways you know so from just drinking calories so if anybody wants to lose 20 pounds and you feel like you need to lose 20 pounds i guarantee if you're drinking sodas and energy drinks and anything with included sugars in it if you stop doing that right now i guarantee you within two months you'd lose 20 pounds wow which is you know what three to four sizes of clothes yeah so but there's a lot of calories that come through things like that so Mm -hmm. you're just adding more stuff on and breaking down mechanisms in your body that can't appreciate it then you get into a host of trouble Mm -hmm. yeah like you said empty calories it's not it's not feeling you it's like that water in the gas Mm -hmm. analogy from before so i guess the last thing would be if somebody was wanting to work with you how could they get a hold of you if they do you have are you are you able to take on more clients? Are you, are I'm you not really right taking now? on too many more clients right oh, now. I'm yeah. fixing to start working over here at the Bush Pilot Lounge. At the lounge. Yeah. So, but I'm always available. I got a YouTube channel, Anchor Fitness AK, mm-hmm. and there are plenty of. I don't have that many videos on there, but I did a bunch of videos of yoga stuff um, that you can look at on there. Um, you can find me on the social medias, but I don't really get on the social medias because <laughs> I have like a distant approach with all that stuff. Okay. Because I feel like it makes my life a little better not to be mm-hmm. so attached to that kind of thing. Um, but I'm always at the rec. I got a flyer up at the rec. My mm-hmm. phone number's there. My business is Anchor Fitness AK. And I'd love to work with anybody who needs some help, that's for sure. Well, you heard it here. Hit him up if you need some help. And I uh, hope listening to us kind of go down that rabbit hole of fitness was maybe inspiring to someone out there looking to improve themselves, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining me on First City Forum here on KTKN and catchacanradio.com. We're going to get you back to the music here and then on to the news. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everyone.